Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 334 Eastern, 134 in Edmonton. It's about minus 12 currently here in Montreal. Again, the Oilers will play the Canadians tonight. Be uh, flying immediately following the game, roaring into Calgary about 150, well, 130, 145 in the morning. And we'll have Oilers now tomorrow from Calgary. Elliot Friedman. Uh, for the River Cree Resort and Casino will uh, be joining us at 12.30. We just heard from Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. The best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton. 14 total to serve you. Royal Pizza where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Visit royalpizza.ca for a location and menu information. Well, we're going to go a little old school. We're going to bring on a, uh, he's been on the show before for a couple seasons. He was the uh, host of Oilers uh, games on CFRN TV back in the day. Worked uh, for uh, CTV for a number of years out in Montreal, now currently working for Global. We welcome back to the show uh, an astute Canadian follower and blogger, Brian Wild. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Uh, very well. How are you? Good. What's going on? What do you think? What's happening with this hockey club right now? Well, um, if you were a Montreal Canadian fan, you'd rather be an Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> for now and for the future. Because they got a lot of uh, middle-end talent, but they don't have high-end talent. That's the real challenge, is finding high-end talent. So if I were building a hockey team, I'd want to build the Edmonton Oilers right now instead of the Montreal Canadiens. Because you got the high-end talent, now you got to fill it out a little bit. But man, trying to find the McDavid's and the Dreisaitl's is going to be quite a challenge for these boys, and they're feeling it now. Uh, you know, it's funny you mention that because in the days that I used to host uh, Total Sports in the other station from 2003 to 2008 before I started doing the Oilers games, I used to have this discussion all the time with Mark Spector um, that when you get mid-range first-round picks, you don't get elite. You get good, yep. but you don't get elite. And, uh, you know, I mean, Edmonton got Taylor Hall. I mean, the Oilers have traded away a hard trophy winner. And the prospects are still really good for the organization moving forward. Like they traded Taylor Hall away. You know, Nugent Hopkins maybe isn't, you know, I mean, not, not a, not elite player, but he's a really good player. You know, Yakupov didn't pan out, but they hit the home run with Dry Settle third in 2014 and then, and 2015 back to back years of Connor McDavid, who's just an out of this world talent. So, uh, would the Canadians fans be, Brian, would they be prepared to go through the so-called decade of, uh, darkness at fans went through to get talent like that oh some yes some no i mean on the, in the long run no matter what and this is the chicago cubs 
essentially, right? You could probably go 100 years and give them nothing but crap, and they'd still go to the games. I mean, this this, this city is just lives, eats, breathes Montreal Canadiens hockey. So, yeah, they would. I mean, they'd gripe along the way, but they would. It'd still be a full building or close to it. I mean, it's 21-273, and they're not very good now. So... Let me ask you this. How long, is, how long has Trevor Timmons been the head scout for? Oh, long time. Long time. But you know what? I did a long study, uh, Bob, a uh, really, really, really thorough study when a lot of heat was coming on Trevor Timmons. And, and you talk about it just a second ago, and you're spot on about what kind of talent you get. You know, from one through five, 95% of the players make the NHL. From six through 10 in the first round, it's 85%. From 11 to 20, it's already 65%. From 21 to 30, it's a 50-50 prop that the player actually even makes the National Hockey League. And Timmons was drafting for a lot of years between 20 and 30, and he landed about 50% of the time. But the, the Canadians have always been kind of, a, you know, in that cusp area of 18th best in the league, 19th best in the league. And so... Um, He's landed his top five guys like Galchenyuk and Kotkaniemi, and he turned Galchenyuk the, the GM into Domi because uh, Galchenyuk was starting to have issues. But the whole point of it is it's it's really hard, like you said, to land elite players unless you're picking top five. So they've got a lot of really good hockey players that Trimmons got. But, that you know, if you look at who's won cups over the last 20 years, I mean, just about every, like. 18 years out of 20. Last year, St. Louis, about 12, 15 years ago, New Jersey. It's always high-end talent that wins cups. Always the Crosberries, uh, Crosbys, the the Sackicks, the Forsbergs, the you know the Eisermans, the Gretzkys, the Messiers. You got to have top-end guys. Or forget it. And that's what they got a top. Into. They got a top-end guy in goal, or is he a top-end guy anymore? How concerned well, are Canadians fans? Yeah, he's 902. It's not a good save percentage. I think he's like 40th in the league. Yeah. You know, at so ten and a half million bucks for how many more yeah. years? I don't mean to upset Jerry Johansson, who's listening to the show right now, but your guy needs to play better in between the pipes, and they do not have a split rotation. So is is prices play the major reason why this team's in the position they're in right now at eighteen, nineteen, and seven? Well, the combination of prices play at 902 and the fact they've uh, oscillated between 20 and 30 and goals against this entire year. So, I mean, when you're 27th in the league trying to stop the puck from going into the net, whether it's because you're giving your goalie too many hard chances to face or the goalie's not doing well himself, I don't know if it's 50-50, 60-40, 70-30 on the goalie, but, I mean, that's the combination. They can't keep the puck out of the net. Shea Weber, where were you when that trade initially got made? Like, were you, did you think this could work out? Because it looks right now like the Canadians won the Weber Subban trade. I'm not sure everybody in Montreal, Brian, felt that way when that trade first oh, happened. God, no. Oh, God, no. What an uproar when that trade happened. That was the worst moment. Like, I was at CTV still, and that yep. was probably the worst moment of fan reaction in my 37 years. I mean, that, that, that was as bad as Gretzky. I mean, I worked Gretzky too. Right. And, uh, it was just, it was horrible. I mean, this town was in tears, some people. It was crazy. But I, I, it's an absolute shock. I would have never predicted it would have gone this way. I mean, Subban is having a horrendous year. He seems to have fallen off a cliff. 
not Weber, who's still doing really well offensively, but is struggling at times defensively. But uh, yeah, what what PK has gone through has been really, really shocking. How how much his game has degraded. I would have never predicted it. And you know what? Going forward too, it's not going to be bad. Everybody talks about the uh, salary cap, but the cap recapture could cost Nashville in the last year of that contract if he retires against their cap, something like thirty-five million dollars. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it's an untold story. It's ridiculous. The cap recapture would be Nashville's to pay if Weber retires because Bettman wanted a huge punitive problem for any team that tried to sign long-term like that. So when when if he retires, Nashville's in a whole heap of trouble. It's going to be like 40% of their cap that they would have to uh, have against them. It's not a cash penalty. It's a cap penalty. So, I mean, how? what kind of team would they be able to talent with uh, ice with uh, $45 million remaining? When Jeff Petrie was acquired by the Canadians, do you think he was going to be this good? He's been no, pretty no good way. here last couple yeah, of years. he's been real good. He's been real good. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the bigger mistakes that Edmonton management has made. But, but at the same time, I mean, I could point a finger there. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he didn't want to play in Edmonton. So, I mean, I could, it's easy to point that finger and say Edmonton made a mistake there. It, it was but never. at the same time, did he want to I play don't, there? I don't believe that. What I believe is he, yeah. he, he'd gotten exasperated. Like they, the owners, had, he was closed in at like, you know, 220, 250 games by that point. He mm-hmm. was a bit of a whipping boy, and it yeah, was a mistake. Was. Guys didn't get it. You know, he's a, this guy plays 23 and a half minutes a game, and he's a right shot. The Oilers mm-hmm. have basically been looking for him since they traded him. Yeah. I got to ask you about an Edmonton guy up front. He was in the lineup tonight. What does Brendan Gallagher mean to this hockey team, Brian? Everything. Everything. When he's not around, everything just falls apart. I mean, they haven't won since he left the lineup with his concussion. He, he's, he's the heart and soul of the team. I tell you, you, you guys would go a long way if you had him on your roster. 31 of 33 goals the last two years. Yeah, and oh. he wasn't even, he's a fifth-round draft choice. He wasn't even supposed to make the league. Sherwood Park boy. Uh, just a heart and soul guy. I mean, it, uh, the opposition hates him because he just works his ass off all the time. You know when he's got the respect, Brian, when they when they love him in Boston? Like, they love to hate him, but they also respect him, right? Like, the Canadians in Boston still have a healthy rivalry. And then you talk to people in Boston, oh, the one guy we'd love to get out of Montreal to be a great Bruin is, Brent, is Brendan Gallagher. He'd be a like great just, too. Yeah, he just brings it. Uh, 31, 33 goals the last two seasons. Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah. Desperate you know, move by... Yeah, def- definitely desperate. And you know what? He's been good the first two games, but you can't expect that to last. I mean, he's going to hit a wall. He hit a wall in Los Angeles. Why wouldn't he hit a wall here? Nothing's going to change. It's desperate, but I don't know. It's, I, have their in, I mean, they're in, they're in trying to draft top five land now. I mean, just... Really? So you oh, don't think sure. they can get back in the hunt here? No, no, not a chance, man. What are they? They're eight, they got to go... What do they got? 38 left? They got to go... 27 and 11 to get to 96 points, which would be the playoffs. They can't go 27 and 11. They can't even go above 500. How are they going to go 27 and 11 to get to 96? Because that's what it's going to take, 96. Jesperi Kotkaniemi, um, and I will tell you point blank that the Oilers really liked him. They had no chance to get him that year at number 10 overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not going to be a first-line center, in my opinion, uh, but he will be a second-line center. Is that a fair assessment? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's 19 years of age, and everybody that's writing him off, I mean, come on, he's still a teenager. Uh, he's got a long way to go before we're going to know what his upside is. But he doesn't um, he doesn't skate well enough, I don't think, to be a dominant hockey player. So I, I would put him as second-line center. I think you're spot on there. And, that I mean, that's what the Canadians are lacking. They're lacking even as they've drafted well and even as they've filled their roster well. They're, they're lacking that top-end high-end elite talent to to move beyond where they are every year fighting to them scrambling for a playoff spot in the good years and uh, if they get some injuries and things don't work out their goalie isn't great just being terrible in the in the bad years it's the same it's the same scenario every single year max domi is a restricted free agent what's he going to get in his next contract seven 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 six something like that it'll be high what It'll there be. you go. Yeah. You've been how, and he how loves long it now? Here, man. He loves it here. He's going to sign here. It'd be really surprising if he didn't sign here. It's rejuvenated okay. him. He fell asleep in uh, Phoenix. Brian, just to wrap up, you've been here, what, 18, 20 years now? Yep, about that. Okay. Uh, it's my belief this is the best. Look, I don't love Quebec politics. That probably wouldn't surprise you given where I'm from. I love coming to the Bell Center. This is my favorite building in the league. Virtually 90% of the broadcasters around the league would, in terms of Canadian market, there's no question. This is, it really is a special place, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I absolutely love it here. And it's a great building for atmosphere. You got 21273 all the time. They put on a great show. Uh, and when there's something special going on, they always pull out that torch from falling hands, holding it high. And uh, the ceremonies that they put on are always first rate, too. It's a, and it's a great city, too, as you know. And it's not, but what is it, Edmonton minus 45 right now? It's, it's not minus 45. It, 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 but it could be. Come on, man. You, you. How many years were you there for? <laughs> I know too many, man. It was just brutal winters. Brutal. You gotta, you gotta suck it up, Buttercup. It, 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 you know what? At least it's a, at least it's a dry cold in Edmonton. It's a yeah, wet it's cold true. here. Yeah, right. Hey, listen, I'm just bugging you. My family lives in Millwood still. Uh, I'm just gi- I'm going fun to the World Juniors this year too. So, thanks for the warning. Maybe we'll let you know the province. <laughs> I appreciate it. Brian, we'll see you tonight. Thanks for your time, man. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. You bet. That is Brian Wild from Global TV out of Montreal. Years ago, he used to work on the uh, Oilers TV broadcast, sort of in the uh, Gene Principe role uh, back in the mid-1990s. Here's what we're going to do. It's 146 in Edmonton. i got to catch the bus. Brendan Escott's got an interview coming up with you with uh, Zach Cassian. He's going to get to a couple texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine floors which by the way Ashley fine floors 7804960063 floors strong enough for every mini sticks tournament we'll see what is rolling tonight pretty interesting oh geez I didn't well Berkey wasn't with the ducks uh, in this day in order's history so but uh, we'll have the game for you tonight again the uh, face-off show begins at 3:30 Edmonton time puck drop at 5 p.m Elliot Friedman tomorrow for NHL hockey and Rogers for the River Creek Resort and Casino, and we'll have a full preview of the Oilers game. Also, uh, depending upon flights, Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta, they have canceled their event Sunday uh, due to weather conditions. We'll have a little bit, uh, just it's going to be the extreme cold uh, there 
um, equine stars need to be looked after. You've got to keep the horses out of uh, that uh, deal uh, coming up this weekend. Super cold in Edmonton. Stay warm, everybody. Again, I'll rejoin you at 3.30. Brendan Escott will have the final uh, 10 minutes of the show here. Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. The Oilers in Montreal tonight, 3.30 face-off show, 5 o'clock puck drop here on 6.30 Chad. Here from Zach Cassian, momentarily before that game, right now, we're going to go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day back in 1998, the Oilers dumped the Mighty Ducks in Anaheim 5-1. to It was Bill Guerin and Todd Marchant each with a goal and an assist. The Oilers improving to 14-22 and 9 on that. That season. We'll get to a couple texts uh, following this, but right now we're going to hear uh, Bob one-on-one in conversation with Oilers forward Zach Cassian from Montreal. Zach, the, uh, the team's got a couple practices in. We've got some impressive victories over Boston and uh, Toronto. How important was it getting back to work, getting some actual practice time in after playing 13 games in 24 days? Yeah, it's huge. I think it's been through, through a season um, you can go through where you play a lot of games. Sometimes you don't get all the practices you want, but to finally watch some video and get to hit the ice and spend a, a few solid practice days on what we want to improve on, I feel like it kind of reset our group and um, we're reaping the benefits right now. Game in Toronto, uh, you guys got her started. You got things fired up a little early. Uh, you were physical with some of their best players and sometimes you have to do that, don't you? Yeah, I think it's uh, obviously it's a hard hard league, but whenever you can be physical, you try to be physical. Obviously, some games are different than others and you don't want to be running around for, for hits, but I think um, with a team like Toronto, uh, if you play them hard, um, the, the game kind of goes in your favor. So uh, I thought we did a good job of that, of hounding pucks, not running around too crazy, but when the hits are there, take them. And um, in the end, it opened up a lot of space uh, for our group, and we were able to to capitalize on some chances. You spend uh, a lot of time playing five-on-five five this season with Connor. Uh, you were on the bench watching that four-on-four four when that goal occurred. Uh, at this stage, because you get to practice with a guy on a game-by-game basis, does nothing surprise you anymore? You think he's pretty much capable of anything, or did that one even kind of, especially given who it was against, you know, that's an all-star caliber defense. That's the thing that stands out the most is when you look at who he did it on. Probably one of the best defenders in the game, one of the best skaters. Um, but to see it, you just you just shake your head. That's something I told him. I couldn't even do that on turf with running shoes on a stick on. You know what I mean? So what he does on the ice, the way he can use his edges, the way he can adjust gears and speeds. And he was almost at a standstill, and then a little fake three-yard tries, and he's around the guy, which is uh, his explosiveness uh, and his edge work is is the best for sure. Montreal Canadiens, they're struggling a bit. You guys have to keep this thing going. I mean, you're fighting for a playoff spot here. you got a good thing going right now. You're getting practices before a game. Just the thought on this not being a trap. And they are a smaller, quicker team as well. Yeah, there's no there's no freebies. They might be in a little bit of a rut right now, but every team goes through that. They're going to be a determined group. Um, when a team normally loses that many in a row, they come out and they're very determined. So um, we can't take them lightly. Um, it's going to be a, a important game for them, but even more important for us. I think it's important for both teams. You look at the Pacific, how tight it is. You can't let any points slip away. So uh, it's important for us to, to know what the situation is in the game and make sure we're ready and prepared. And um, 
keep this road trip uh, going on the positive note. Well, if the records indicate anything, at least of late, the Oilers should be in good position to finish, uh, I guess, the second or, or second to last game of this road trip up on a winning note. You can tune in at 3.30 for the City Ford Faceoff Show once again here on 6.30. Chad, 5 o'clock puck drop between the Oilers and Habs. We do have time for a couple of text messages here at 780-496-0063. Dan in Okotoks says, I knew Jesse wasn't enough for Josh Anderson. What about... Jesse and Jones or Russell or any of the prospects that weren't a first rounder except Jesse. So, you know what? I, I guess my valuation of Josh Anderson is based too heavily on what a dreadful year he's had this year. I don't know that a lot of fans would be comfortable seeing Pugliarvi, Jones, or or something of the like going the other direction for a guy who may finish in single digit points. We'll see. We'll see. But. Again, I was singing Anderson's praises quite handily yesterday. I think if they can find a way to get him there and get him signed in Edmonton, that that would be a real piece for this team moving forward. We'll have to see what the cost becomes at that point. Uh, Oilers GM is talking about a 40% cap casualty for the Predators if Weber retires. Astonishing. I hope he retires a couple of years early. That's actually if Subban retires, I think, that that's what they were saying at that time about that cap casualty. Uh, wow, though. I, I don't know that the league would even be able to let that take place. I suppose we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but uh, put that on your radar. Another texture here says, what about Tyson Jost for Yesapoyarvi? I can see Pugliarvi fitting reasonably well down there in Colorado with Miko Ranton in there to help him maybe transition back into the North American lifestyle. I'm not sure what to make of Jost as a player to this point, but he is a local, and I guess... <laughs> well, where, Where's the center depth at right here? A good piece. I don't know that he is necessarily an NHL stalwart right now, in my opinion. But neither is Poyarvi. So is that a risk that you take? I like Ryan McLeod a lot as an internal option in a couple of years. Maybe you add Jost to that depth. Again, we've got Oilers Habs tonight from the Bell Center. Tomorrow, we've got Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers uh, trying to connect with Sportsnet's Mark Spector. And we will definitely recap Oilers Habs preview Oilers Flames, which is coming up around the corner on Saturday. Appreciate you tuning in. As always, it's Brendan Escott saying so long from the 630 Chet Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.